and welcome to How to Grow a Pod, the podcast about podcasting from the book How to Start and Grow a Successful Podcast by me, Jilly Smith. This week, Josh Adley, Director of Communications at London Production Company Listen, tells me that podcasting as an industry has only just begun in Britain to offer a real income for anyone who wants to play the game. And like everyone else on this podcast, he says that it started with one of the most influential podcasts ever. Well, I think that well, I think a few things happened. I think there was clearly a big moment when Serial came out, and that a lot of people will refer to that. I'm sure many have on uh, on your other episodes or your other conversations. Um, and that was certainly for me a groundbreaking moment when I realised that a lot of my friends who had never listened to a podcast before were starting to take uh, interest. Um, and clearly, that has gone on to be one of the most, if not the most, successful podcasts of all time. Um, and it's also, I'd say, you know, spawned that genre of true crime, which is one of the most popular genres within podcasting. And you can see companies like Wondery who are making a, you know, uh, an impressive array of shows um, within that within that genre. So I think that's one of the first things to say. I think that the other thing is that people's, you know, uh, daily habits changed, and you know, in the way that um, TV consumption has shifted to on demand and to um, subscription um, services like Netflix or Amazon Prime, I think podcasting was a natural evolution of that. In that podcasting filled that gap for people when they were doing other things. So, you know, we often refer to people when they're on their commute to and from work. Clearly, that's changed a little bit recently with COVID. But um, when they're to and from work or they're out for a walk uh, or they're at the gym or while they're cooking. And so it's that opportunity to distract your mind from doing something else. And I think that as uh, over the past few years, people have become even busier than they were and potentially, you know, more time poor. A podcast is a great opportunity to fill that gap. But I, I also think that people just love, love podcasts and have increasingly loved podcasts for their ability to learn something new. So everyone listens to podcasts for different reasons. You might listen to true crime because you were going to get into the story. Um, you might listen to a history podcast because you want to learn something, or you might listen to that celebrity conversation because you're really fascinated by what they have to say. But uh, th- there's such variety and it's just so accessible. And I think that that's what's changed over the past few years. It's just been in everyone's faces and people have started to see that there's really well produced podcasts out there that are worthy of their time. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I think it's uh, it fills the gap that books left. You know, people used to read on tubes. People used to read wherever they could. You know, I went to the park at the weekend and I, I said to my husband, you know, in the old days, people used to lie in parks on a sunny day and read books. And now you see maybe three people reading a book, but lots and lots of people plugged in. And you don't know what they're plugging into, but the fact that they're lying there with their, their earphones in and, and their eyes closed probably means that they're listening to a podcast. But possibly for the same reason, we're hungry for stories, we're hungry for knowledge, we never stop learning. And the ability to feed that has now turned into a business, certainly for you, hasn't it? It has, you know, so for our, for our business, which is Listen Entertainment, we, we actually, podcasting was such a big part of our business that we actually changed the business as a result of it. So we are, um, a new company that came off the back of a business called Wise Buddha, which has been going for 25 years. And a lot of people knew Wise Buddha for being a radio production company, which is what it was. Um, and then about two or three years ago, I mean, I joined just over three and a half years ago, about two or three years ago, we realised that we were starting to see a massive uplift in our work in podcasting and the radio opportunities weren't increasing at the same rate. There are only so many slots on the BBC or on commercial radio. Um, and so podcasting became the key focus for us. Um, and 
it's we're at that point now where we are making you know more money from our podcast than we are our radio and we are certainly seeing all of our new business or pretty much all of our new business opportunities coming in podcasting so absolutely it is now the core and focus of our business and we made that transition so that people saw us as a podcast company and not a radio company yeah and it's interesting in fact radio sort of missed a trick didn't it because commercial radio does not have a space for storytelling and radio four six music and radio two are the only places really well radio one as well um where you can hear stories but there's no opportunity for uh advertising or sponsorship no, not within the BBC. And I think that, you know, a lot of radio have been trying to play catch up to some extent when it comes to podcasting. They've seen the opportunities that have come outside. Um, and, you know, sent, you know, the obvious thing to do is to do cut down versions of radio shows as podcasts. And that's fine. And there are loads of people that will listen to those. But clearly now with, with how many podcasts there are out there and the competition, um, you're going to need to think up new ideas, new yeah. formats and short, shorter ones as well that are going to be able to hit that 30 minute mark or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever people want to listen to. And you come from an advertising background and that's very interesting. So you came to sound and storytelling looking for a way of matching your brands to what people want to listen to, increasingly want to listen to. What are you finding brands are saying to you about what they want from their audiences? Yeah, so I, you're right. I've, I, I'm the only person in the company, I'd say, that doesn't come from a, a traditional audio background. I, I worked at an advertising agency and so spent a large amount of time making TV ads or um, or radio ads and out of home and digital. Um, so I come from a slightly different perspective when it comes to um, projects with clients. In terms of what brands and clients are asking for now, um, there are two two key ways that brands can get involved in podcasting. They can sponsor an existing show, Um or they can launch their own show. And there are pros and cons of both. And cl- clearly one of the main things that we want people to do is to launch their own original shows because we want to produce them for them. Um, and one of the one of the key opportunities for brands in this space is that peop- you have that opportunity to, ha- to have a listener for 30 minutes engaging with your content. And that is incredibly powerful, certainly compared to traditional forms of advertising where you have a 30 or 60 second TV advert or a 30 second radio ad, um, you know, or it might be a digital ad that people ignore or have ad blockers. And with a podcast, what we found is that people are willing to listen to brand messages and it could be the ad itself because they can't be bothered to press fast forward or because the, the, the sponsor read is being done by a host they, they like. And so it's done in a style that they find funny or it's the original content. And if it's genuinely good, useful, original content, then people are willing to listen to branded shows. And I think that is quite different. So uh, what, what do brands want at the moment? Same as always, they want they want engagement. They want people to, to take away positive perceptions of their brand. They want to interact with their brand. They want to click through to whatever they're trying to get them to do. I just think podcasting gives the opportunity to do it in a way that no other medium does. Yeah. And we've seen some of the hosts, like my dad wrote a porno, Jesse Ware, who I'm talking to in a minute, um, take those advertising adverts and really make them their own so you know their audience love them as people they've really come to to know them and therefore they trust them which makes the audience kind of much more likely to act on their suggestion do you have you know proof of that does that actually work 
Yeah, well, you know, there's been various studies that have, you know, that have gone out and lots of reports. And to be honest, at first, I was a little bit cynical about the results um, because, you know, the, the, some of the stats are amazing. You know, we've heard people, whether it's Podfront or Spotify or Acast, do studies that show that over 70% of people listening to podcast ads will, will interact with that ad or with that brand in some way, whether that's visiting a website, making a purchase or clicking through. Uh, clearly, that's that's quite a powerful stat. So yeah. there are there, there are various reports to show that. Um, and you can see listen through rates the fact that people are listening to the end you know they're not tuning off as soon as they hear a mid-roll ad or you know they're not tuning off as soon as Jessie starts talking about that whichever brand it is that she's she's in partnership with so it clearly is working and it's working because more and more brands are advertising and if it, if, if it wasn't working they wouldn't keep coming back for more yeah tell us about some of the brands that you're working with you've got some big names now haven't you yeah, we've actually, funnily enough, today we've just launched the first episode of a, a podcast with Vodafone, um, which feels like a, you know, is, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking in itself, but Vodafone are a huge brand. To see them coming into the original um, podcast space is incredibly exciting. Um, they're actually a former client of mine, so it was a, a double win, as it were. Um, so we've launched a podcast today with them, which is with Claudia Winkleman hosting, um, and it's called Business Unusual, and it's a podcast which talk, where Claudia talks to CEOs and founders of eight small to medium-sized businesses. And that's Vodafone saying, okay, it's COVID at the moment. How can we help small to medium-sized businesses through our, our offering? And so let's hear from some of the challenger brands, some brands that have really gone into a marketplace and changed their industry. So we first episode is with Patch Plants. And so we hear from the founder, Freddie, to hear about, think about how different buying a plant is today than it was five, 10 years ago. And certainly through COVID, they've seen so many people ordering. So that's one series we're doing at the moment, which is really exciting. We uh, recently finished working with Churchill uh, on a podcast. And again, it's an insurance brand, so you wouldn't necessarily think that it would be overly interesting, but they had a really nice idea, which was that they wanted to create some short stories for kids. And originally, the uh, the strategy was that car journeys for families are really difficult and stressful occasions. So could we play some audio in the car um, that can help to relax and soothe uh, the children in the back? Um, and so that was the plan. And so, you know, they worked with children's author Sue Pickford, um, with Giovanna Fletcher voicing it. And we produced a, a really lovely series. And then we worked with them on the strategy and realised that actually now people aren't so much out in cars, they're at home. And so they brought the release date forward so that during COVID, families would have an opportunity to hopefully try and have those few moments of mindfulness and relaxation for their kids. So, again, it's it's an insurance brand, but doing something really clever and something that, you know, couldn't really get get traction um from from families it it means because it's low cost and you can do it fairly easily you can respond in pretty pretty quickly to events as they change so something like lockdown can really change a whole campaign and inspire a whole new approach can't it it definitely can. And I think that, you know, we, I feel incredibly fortunate to be in the audio industry throughout everything that's been going on because we've been able to adapt uh, and continue working. And if anything, it's been three of our busiest months that we've ever had. Um, I think that you're right. New opportunities um, do arise because you can be flexible. You can be quick. Uh, one of the things I'd say to that is, it's a competitive market out there and everyone is thinking along the same line. So, you know, we were inundated with ideas within the first month of lockdown from celebrities or from brands who wanted to do that lockdown podcast. And it's almost like if you're one of the first few out the blocks and you can create a really compelling podcast, then great, you could have some success here. But 
there's a lot of people thinking along the same lines. Um, and so how are you going to make yours different? But then that applies to podcasts generally. There's lots of podcasts out there. You need to, how are you going to stand out from the crowd? Um, so it is an opportunity, but it's also something to think about. I was also interested in, um, when you say thinking along the same lines, I see podcasting as an opportunity to really bust those lines, bust those conventional narratives of who you're talking to, how you're talking to people, the big money, the big people, the celebrities. Podcasting is by its very nature, a much punkier DIY kind of culture. It should be much more diverse. Uh, it should be less classist, racist, ageist, uh, all those things. And if it were, if it was certainly seen to be so by the brands, that should invite far more, perhaps smaller companies or companies who are interested in talking to different audiences into that marketplace. Are you finding that so? Yes, we are. I think that um, certainly the cost factor definitely helps so you know clearly to produce to, to produce and release a podcast is far cheaper than it is to produce a tv ad or even you know some other video content um, and so that certainly reduces the barrier to entry for brands to coming in um, i'd say that again if, if it's a brand doing their own original branded podcast yes you know podcasting can be punk it can be diy if you're a brand, you've got to clearly think about how you're sounding. And if you're a punk DIY brand, that's absolutely fine. You can sound a little bit rough around the edges and that's part of part of your tone of voice. But if you are, even if you're a small brand, but you want to be, you know, you want to be seen as that polished professional service, you've still got to make sure it sounds right. So opportunities are definitely there. The barrier to entries are lower for brands, um, but also in promoting a show. And, you know, I will talk now to clients as much, if not more, about promoting the show than producing the show, even though we're a production company. Um, and so making sure they've got budget for how they're going to promote a show successfully. But again, that can all be done far cheaper than other media. Let's just go back to that idea of punk DIY policy old so one of the things that i think we talked about before was the kind of the colonization of the the taking over by the big guys the spotify's the bbc sounds the you know the people who are imposing the old standards on a place where diversity has been prevalent has been allowed to breathe it's about taking down those restrictions and so punk is is not necessarily rough around the edges it's about new ideas. It's about revolution rather than just even evolution. It's about a new space where really interesting ideas can happen. And that was the spirit of podcasting. And my fear for podcasting is that as you open the marketplace, if it's just about the big brands, if it's just about constantly looking at younger, cooler, sexier women presenters, uh, which is what BBC Sounds is all about, then what happens to that space that was so exciting? Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really fair comment. I think that um, it, it's, it's clearly it's a balance. Um, we are, you know, from 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 Listen's point of view and from where what we do, we are, you know, a leading production company and we do work with Spotify and BBC Sounds and Audible and all those guys. Um, and I do think they offer some great opportunities to for some great content. But you're absolutely right. You know, one of the podcasting was certainly founded on that attitude of the bedroom podcaster and being able to get something going really quickly. And I love that just as someone who is a doer at work. I like to get things done. I love the idea that you don't have to spend months and months planning and you don't need hundreds of thousands of pounds to get something done. I love the idea that anyone I know could start a podcast today and it could be it could be on a platform tomorrow. It might be on Apple a few days later, but it'll be on another platform straight away. Um 
And I love that. Um, the only thing I would say is that when we saw a lot of bedroom podcasters break through a few years ago and have gone on to be some of the most successful in the world, it was a slightly different time in that the competition was far lower. And so like it or not, there are now so many podcasts being produced and released every day. We're over a million on Apple alone and there's stats of the tens of thousands being released a day. So absolutely, you should have that. You can go into it with that kind of punk attitude and, you know, um, you should certainly be fresh with your ideas and you need to be fresh with your ideas. But it's also going into a world and not expecting that you're going to be able to break through necessarily because the competition is so high. Um, but what, what that doesn't mean is you don't have to be Radio 4 quality polish. You can still sound a little bit different to that and you should sound different to that. But you've got to think really cleverly and strategically about how you're going to break through. Yeah. Last question. Why would people come to you uh, to produce their idea? We are, we're one of the larger production companies. And what that means is we have quite, we've got a big team. So we have, we cover a wide variety of topics. So you've got some production companies who really focus on a specific area, which, you know, might be sport or it might be narrative podcasts. We do everything. Um, and we, we pride ourselves on being able to respond to any brief. So that's one thing is that we can generally cover what you want to do from a kind of genre or topic point of view. Um, but also, I'd say that we've built a really great team around around Listen and around the production team. We've got, as I would say, we've got the best producers in the game, but we've also got people around the business who just really understand how to launch a successful podcast. So, you know, from the producers to the execs through to, I'd hope, myself and the director of content and our account managers, we know how to seamlessly release a project. And so for a client... You are go, you, it's a one-stop shop for someone who knows from beginning to end, from strategy all the way through production to distribution, how, how you're going to get a product launched. We don't just do that bit in the middle. The only, the only one thing that I would add, which is a little bit of an extension to what I said at the end, is that, um, and this might go, it's interesting, this might go a little bit against the grain of, of that ethos of being a, of the punk attitude, is that when I talk about, which I talk about so much now about that strategically thinking about how to launch a podcast successfully, I think that there's now an element of a, a machine. That's what I refer to it, that you need to start to think about. And that could be a machine if you're Gimlet and Spotify, or it could be a machine if you're an individual. But you need, what goes into that is everything from the artwork to the music, to the PR, to the social, the digital, the distribution, editorial support from platforms. And so I really think that now for, it's important for podcasters to think not just of the audio, which clearly is incredibly important, but it's all those other elements that go around it. And it's almost, you've got to tick all the boxes there or try and tick as many of those as you can um so for my advice to any kind of budding podcaster is to think audio first that's really important the idea the format guests but also how are you going to build your version of the machine or who can you partner with to help do that um because i think that's really important now thanks for listening you can buy the book how to start and grow a podcast by me jilly smith featuring all the interviewees in this podcast at any bookshop or go to jillysmith.com and click on the bookshop tab Next week, we're staying with the business of podcasting as we look at its potential with Danny Lowney, MD of Influencer Agency 16th.